Johnson. Care for a rubdown. And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. Something special is about to happen. Are you waiting to receive my lift penis? Very If you made it here, it means you done put in the work, dude. Congratulations, you made it way past the basics. This goes for a massive celebration. Welcome to the winners. Yeah, g'day punters. Welcome back to the Chase Your Losses podcast 2024, baby. We're ready to gamble. We're ready to chase. I'm your host, Natty. And with me, as always, is my right-hand punting man, the dick extender. Rando, what's going on, brother? Not much, mate. Big off season. Not much going on whatsoever. Not as big an American football fan as you are. So I was pretty bored, to be honest, this whole off season. So really keen for the footy to be back. And of all places, it's in America to start off. I know. What a weird sort of start to the season. Two games this week, fucking six games next week. But it, we're going to gamble on it anyway, aren't we? It doesn't matter how they fucking set it up, how they throw it at us. We're gambling on it, baby. We're going to chase, chase, chase. But yeah, NFL NFL season was good. Gambled every week. Didn't win a fucking thing. It was a very hard season to punt on. I had a really good year last year on um, rugby league. And uh, look, when you suck up all your luck, there's not much you can do about it, right? You got to ride ride the highs, ride the lows, ebbs and flows. As long as you come out in the green, that's all that matters. Which is a nice little segue into how we did last season, bro. So give last season a plug. That's two years in a row that we've ended the season in a green. And if you are new to the Chase Losses podcast, we don't stand on our fucking ivory towers and say that, look, we're going to make you a million bucks. Bet with us. We're going to change your life. We just want to have fun, gamble every week, and not lose money, right? I know that doesn't sound sexy, but it's the fucking truth. Because if it was easy, everyone would be a fucking billionaire, right? So last year, we bet over 500 units. We averaged 16 units a week, 18 bets a week. So we were betting a lot. Pulled in 22.38 units in the green at the season's end. And that was State of Origin. That was finals. That was grand final. That was everything rolled into one for the season. We took really good care of our accountability last year, making sure that we myself seriously and counted them all up so man i'm happy with that 22.38 just say a unit was five bucks for you since that was 10 bucks so it's easy to calculate that means you ended the season with 223 dollars in your absolutely hand. it was a tough season as well really mm. tough season um people struggling left right and center uh games not going the way you'd think they'd go uh you know you had the broncos the warriors the knights teams that regularly don't make finals footy, making a real statement this year, which made it really tough to tip because, you know, sometimes even us, we got caught in the traps going, do we believe this Broncos side's all all they are or not? Um, so, yeah. Yeah, uh, definitely a tough season, but we did handle it. I mean, the 40-20s, one of the great formulas in the world. Um, oh, just I don't know why scientists yum. aren't coming to us. I don't know why we don't get a Nobel Prize for that. But, yeah, it's definitely a huge opportunity there for us to, to kick on there. And, of course, the best bets. The locks actually probably let us down the most. I mean, you were great with them, but I couldn't hit a lock to save my life last season. Yeah, no, I've got I've got things planned. We'll talk about that at the end of the the uh, podcast. But we've got things planned with the locks and maybe an accumulator or something like that. Just an interesting way to keep track of those bets. But, yeah, tough, tough year. In the green, I think we did really well. And like I always say on this podcast, because it's so stat-driven and we don't have any data for the season yet, it is going to be a slow burn to start the season, guys. We are literally going off vibe and 
old stats to start the season. If you want to not bet for four, five weeks, that is the smartest move. If you want to come into this podcast and start gambling round six, that is the smartest move you'll ever make. Now, I'm not going to do that because I'm a fucking degenerate and I want to gamble every week. But if you want to make even more money than that 22.3 units, then start in round six. Because I reckon most of our losses came in the first six weeks. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, we're much like the Roosters. We only start kicking when it comes down to finals time. So, yeah, that's going to be us. And, I mean, it's a winning formula, mate. Trent Robinson, he's been there for 10 years. Just warm into the season. That's it, (laughs) baby. That's it. Um, I just want to give a shout-out to Morgo. You know who you are, you degenerate prick. Morgo sent us a photo of a tattoo he got last year in Bali, and it's the Chase Your Losses logo square on his ass cheek. I could not believe it. When you receive that sort of stuff, brother, you know you've made it. Absolutely. I mean, that uh, just, just gave me goosebumps seeing it. Looking at his at his pale ass was one thing that gave me goosebumps, but like seeing our logo there, and it was brilliantly drawn. I don't know what our barley, barley parlor he went to, but unbelievable. Oh, mate, so good, so good. So shout out to you, Morgo, you magnificent bastard. We love you. And with that, you are the number one Chase Your Losses ticket holder. And until someone else puts a tattoo of us on their ass, you will hold that forever and a day. Absolutely. Not that we're encouraging it, please. There's other ways to support the brand, but we do appreciate it. Yes, yes. Yeah, look, look, if if you're listening out there, we are looking for a sponsor. So if anyone's out there want to throw some money at us, we would love that too. Absolutely, absolutely. Big sponsor plug. If you are looking for us, just to give you a little tidbit, uh, you could be on top of that 40-20 sort of mold. That'd be awesome. Oh, yeah. Yum, yum, yum. All right, bro. Let's, I guess we'll just get into the futures bet. Uh, I'm really interested in uh, a couple of these bets. It's always really hard to find some value in these bets so early in the season. But uh, let's kick it off with the Premiers. Let's do that. Who do you think is going to take out the 2024 Premiership? Look, it's absolutely boring, but, you know, at $3.75, you've you got to put the Panthers there as a safe bet. They're looking to do a four-peat. Hasn't been done since the great St. George side of the uh, 50s and 60s. So definitely, I mean, I was looking at all the teams. I have no idea who's going to win the premiership this year, but, look, I would say 60, 65% of me is saying Penrith probably will go on and do a four-peat. Last season for Jerome Luai um, as well at the club, so that's going to be huge. Uh, so I think they're going to – I know they lost to Wigan. Well, technically lost to Wigan if you – if you uh, depends what side of the fence you sit on. But, mm. yeah, you got to go Penrith. Yeah, same hymn sheet here, brother. I went Panthers as well, and I listened to Guru on the, the Chase uh, – the about even podcast, and I liked his reasoning there that at $3.75 come grand final week, what are they going to be? Dollar sixty, dollar seventy. If you've got, a, if you put a little bit of dough on them now, you sit on that all year. All of a sudden, that uh, grand final week rolls around. It's a good chance they're going to be in the game. You're sitting on a ticket that's paying three dollars seventy five. That's juicy. Oh, if and if they start the season well, well, you can just forget about it. That's dropping down to two bucks for sure. Yep, hundred percent. All right, boring as fuck, but we'll move on. Minor prems. Let's get Panthers out of the way. Yeah, <laughs> $3.30, okay? Obviously, if we like the Panthers to go strong this year, we like them as minor prems, $3.30. Still good value, I think. 
but we've talked about the Panthers enough. I'll go. I'll go next, mate. I like the Warriors at $17, and I've had a look at the draw, and I've had a look at a, a couple of other narratives. You know that I like a narrative here. Was have a great back end of the season. So if you look at round 18 onwards, they've got Dogs, a bye, free two points, Raiders, mm-hmm. Tigers, Eels, Finns, Manly, Dogs, Sharks, and a bye, another two points. So with two buys over 10 rounds, not likely to rest anyone because you're going to get – two rests in there. So your, your main players are going to be hitting the ground running. They're going to be sweet. No uh, risk of those guys dropping a game because they're resting their big stars. And they're going to be pushing for a home final, right? They want that New Zealand game for those finals games. So they're going to be up and around. So in those last 10 games, there's a good chance they rack up 20 competition points. That's huge. So all of a sudden, they could be sitting fourth, fifth, something like that and then have that fantastic run, and then end up minor prems. So at $17, I just thought that was superb value. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And how well they started this preseason trials as well. I was really impressed with them against the Dolphins and even a younger side against the West Tigers to put up that fight, a man down. Uh, They almost came back and beat the Tigers uh, Mm. in that trial game as well. Uh, so, yeah, very impressed with what I'm seeing from the Warriors. So, do they are juicy at 17 bucks? They definitely are. Mm. Anyone else you like here for the minor prems? I just did uh, uh, for minor prems. I I just kept it to Penrith. I don't even yep. know. I think maybe Cronulla. That's something that's I've put in my top four side. I think they have the easiest draw. Uh, Fifteen games against bottom eight teams. They're having eleven and four record against bottom eight teams with Nico in the side. Uh, so yeah, just yep. blowing all my stats in because I'm going to get to it in just a bit for the top four. Yeah, nice. Uh, I've got Sharks written down here as well because they have the best season-long strength of schedule. So at $17 as well. Uh, all right, let's go into our long shot to win it all. Who have you got here? So obviously we said Panthers, uh, pretty safe bet there. Who do you like as your roughie? I've gone big conspiracy bet here. I've gone the Bulldogs at 41-1. to 1. Uh, I'm sure you've heard of their conspiracy. Obviously, every fourth year of the decade, they have made the grand final for the last five decades. Uh, they've got a loss, win, loss, win, loss record. Uh, yep. The pattern suggests they not only make the GF, but they win it. And it is more interesting to note that in 84, when they won, they ended the Eels, shot at a four-peat. In 2004, when they won, the Roosters were in their third straight grand final. So they love breaking grand final streaks. So wow. it just, it's just a bit too too much, too eerie for me not to not to have a little dabble on the dogs at 41 to 1. Oh, I like it. I do like it. Mate, that's why I've got you on the show. Fuck, <laughs> that's good gear. That is good gear. Uh, look, I've gone – there's a couple here I like. Uh, I like the Knights at $26. I think that's overs for them. The way that they finished last season, uh, they were defensively staunch, but also had a lot of attack in them. If KP's firing, that team is going to be firing. But I like the Bunnies. I like the Bunnies because, and I, I like them a little bit more to make the grand final. We'll get, that one, get to that one in a little bit. But Bunnies at $9.50 is not bad. Uh, they'll start the season slow, obviously, with a lot of injuries. But as these troops come back, that team is very impressive. Their best 17 is very impressive. And they always seem to be peaking around the, the right time of the year. So at $9.50, I'll be having a little flutter on them to um, to win the whole thing. 
Yeah, absolutely. I think they will be in for a, a great season. The Rabbitohs, um, always question marks. I think uh, what they've made the the prelim, at least the prelims in uh, four of the last five seasons. So um, they have been in such a good run. I mean, you take away last year when obviously they fell off a cliff when Latrell got injured. Uh, they were coming first. They were killing teams. They were mm. flogging the Broncos. Uh, they beat the Panthers. I looked at that team that they beat the Panthers with. They had uh, Michael Cheekham and Jacob Host as their starting second rowers for that match. So <laughs> they were they were absolutely annihilating it in the competition. They need that start again. I think Jackie Whiten will really unlock him when he comes back uh, from suspension. So, yeah, really do like the Rabbitohs. I had them in second uh, for my competition points. So minor premiership, definitely not out of the equation for them. Yeah, 100%. All right, let's get into make the grand final, and I just alluded to it. I like the bunnies there at $4.50. I just think they're going to come home with a wet sale. I just think they'll start the year slow. Some of their big guns are notoriously slow burners, Latrell especially, like he always starts the the year a little bit overweight, a little bit sluggish, and then he warms into the season and starts braining teams. But not only that, you've got Campbell Graham. He's due to come back mid-season. You've got Jackie Whiten, who's suspended early on. So once all these guys come back, it's going to take a couple of uh, rounds to sort of get those combinations humming. But like once they're up, all up and going, they're going to be a hard team to beat. And they, they might be sitting sixth, fifth, something like that, uh, in, in finals and then go on an absolute tear through the finals and beat everyone and make it to the grand final. So $4.50 is very tasty. Absolutely. I mean, I don't know if it's the bright lights of Vegas, but I tell you what, Latrell is looking like a Tari Ferrari at the moment. Mm. I've never seen him this fit before. It's actually scary. Uh, he did have that scare in the Indigenous game where he was clutching at a knee. Hopefully he's all good and he's not playing through an injury like he has been previously. We want to see Latrell with all guns blazing. Hopefully the fitter, the more runs and carries he takes as well. Happy too. Like it's, it's SJ vibes from last year. Like big smiles at training. Love it. Loving having Jackie Boy there. Um, he's, he came out and said he was a little bit depressed last year. Wasn't really loving his football. So a happy Luttrell, fit, firing, ready to go, is fucking dangerous. So that needs to be noted as well. Absolutely. And the court case, like that was just wavering through the mm. entire season. Um, they didn't know which way that was going to go, and uh, you know it ended up in their favour. So definitely head noise out of his. Uh, out of his head, and hopefully it's a yep. successful year for Latrell and the Rabbitohs. Uh, for me, uh, I've got the Melbourne Storm here. I've gone another conspiracy theory. It's the leap year theory. They have made the grand final in every leap year since 2008. They were there <laughs> against Manly. They were there against the Dogs in 2012. They were there against the Sharks in 2016, and they are there for the Panthers. They also have a, lo- a win-loss win loss record or loss-win lost win record, shall I say. Um, so they won't win it, the grand final, but they may make it. And you just can't count out a Bellamy. Um, I think the Storm are also really good top four Smokies as well. They've made the top four in eight of the last nine seasons. I think they're paying like $2.75 or something like that. So really good value for the Storm too. Yeah, if they can stay healthy, if they can keep all their big troops on the park. You know, Ryan Pappenhausen back. You've got those back rails coming in. Sean Bloor's a great addition to the side. Katoa, if he can stay healthy, his combination with Jerome Hughes was fantastic last year. The back line's looking good. Yeah, it's it's definitely – they're, they're going to be up there, there and about. And Munster's come out and said, like, he really was a little bit disappointed with last year's performances, so – that's scary. When you've got a mad dog monster going, yeah, no, I'm, I'm ready to rip and tear. It's, yeah, it could be on for the, for the storm. 
All right, brother, let's get into top four. Who do you like here? I mean, we've mentioned a lot of guys, a lot of teams that we like, but who are you going to um, dwindle down and uh, and put your money on? I think, as I mentioned, I really like the Sharks at four dollars seventy five. I think that's unbelievable value. Um, and and for people out there, I'm not saying they're going to win the premiership. They're going to ball out in the in the finals and straight sets again because they can't play a top four team. But they should be able to cruise through this premiership season uh, against the easy opposition. And they are going to pick up wins against top four teams. And that also changes as well. Um, you know, you've got teams like the Raiders who will drop off the, the hook as well this season that mm. they can beat on top of that. So you can almost chuck in that they've they got 17 games against bottom eight teams, really. So um, it will be it will be interesting to see how they go. But look, surely they're getting firing. Surely Fitzy, third year. Get some firing. Um, I thought Braden Trindle was looking really hot in that Indigenous game as well. So, good mm. to see where they're at. Yeah, it's a good bet. I do like the Sharks. I had the Sharks written down, but for a point of difference, I'll go the Roosters at two dollars fifty. <laughs> I think I think they'll back it up. Cap in the background. Oh, this is ridiculous. <laughs> just 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 have to have them here somewhere. Somewhere I had to put them in here somewhere. And at two dollars fifty, that's better than double your money. I'll take that all day, baby. Disappointing year. Everyone's going to be healthy. I mean, they've got back rowers coming out of your asshole. Mate, Angus Crichton can't get a fucking start at the moment. That is crazy. crazy. So the personnel's there. they just got to put it together in the park, and I think they will this year. They, I don't think they'll win it, or I don't think they'll make the grand final, but a top four, that is very, very doable for this team. Yeah, absolutely. I think uh, it's absolutely crazy what their team is worth, but I've come every year for the last four years, said the Roosters are going to win the Premiership. Oh, yeah, yeah. They have <laughs> literally done nothing. They haven't even made the top four, so there you go. Good. Keep their name out of your fucking mouth this year then. <laughs> All right, let's get in top eight. So as we get through here, value is getting harder and harder to find. Top eight. I'm trying to get double your money. Knights at dollar ninety, almost there. I think they're a shoe in to make the eight this year. Knights, that's fucking easy. Put that away. But if you want a little bit more than that, if you want more than double your money, merely at two dollars thirty, I think they look good. I think they're fit, firing, ready to go. Turbo's the big key. If he can stay on the park, that's going to be huge for them. But the pieces they've brought into this team, you know, moving Garrick around, I think that's going to be great for their centers. Uh, you've got Olakwatu another year, big, strong, swing and dick. He's going to be hard to stop. Brooksy's going to be big for their halves. I just think they're, they're a good outfit. And by all reports, they all have been training well and looking good. So, mate, mainly. Two dollars thirty. Uh, thirty. All I have to do is make the eight. Come yeah, on, absolutely. And I think you've taken the words out of my mouth. Uh, everything that I had in my notes was the same. It's the big turbo effect. They have a sixty percent win rate with turbo since 2020. 60% win rate across the whole season, if he stays fit, is 14 wins. 14 wins makes the final in the last five years. So that's all they need. They need turbo on the field. I really like the addition of Brooksy as well. I think. Mm. Uh, it's been long overdue for him to leave the Tigers and find a, a better club and a stable seven to work around with. Too many times he's been the reliant player. Now he can just play his own game, let Daly Cherry Evans take care of the organising and all that. Uh, we saw that unlock Tommy Dearden. People don't remember, three years ago, Tommy Dearden was honestly gone, gone from the game. He just couldn't win a match. I think he won five matches in his first 30 games and now look at him at the Cowboys. He is almost he's almost a certainty if Munster goes down that he's the six for the Maroons. Mm. So it's probably a little bit too late for Luke Brooks at his age, but an overdue move that I hope really kind of 
saves his career. I wouldn't say resurrects his career. To he's not going to become the great player he's in the time span he's got left in his career. But just to be able to say that he finished on a high and made a great move, I think this is a real sensational move to the beaches for him. I think so too, mate. I think so. All right, so same him sheep there. Now, uh, we'll just do these ones quick because there's fuck all value in them. To miss the four and to miss the eight. So to miss the four, I've gone the bunnies at a dollar forty. It's fuck all value. But like I said, it's going to be a slow burn for the bunnies. Got a lot of troops to come back. There's a good chance they don't make the four. So that's an easy bet. You can multi that in with something else. To miss the eight. The only team I could sort of salvage some sort of value was the Eels, just because of their tendency to fade in and out of games and drop their heads a little bit. Dollar eighty-five, yeah, okay, I might take them to miss the eight. Yeah, for me, I'm seeing the Broncos miss the four. Uh, I think that it's an interesting stat that I've seen across uh, the NRL era is that the previous year's runners up has made the top four eight times. And uh, similar to that, the wooden spooner from the previous year has made the top eight uh, eight times as well. So literally saying that the wooden spooner is just as likely to make the top eight the next year as the previous year's runners-up is to make the top four. So I don't know how that will go. This is just purely stats-based. Uh, wouldn't, wouldn't be coming onto this podcast if I was given an opinion, right? Uh, so- Trust the stats. Got to trust, trust the stats. stats here. I think Broncos fifth. So that's my miss for the four. For the top eight, it's going to be the Knights, I think. Uh, for me, uh, you see Parramatta had the exact same run as they, the Knights did in 2009 with that 10-game win streak that they had towards the end of the season. Can they duplicate that again? Uh, not saying they won't, but pretty hard statistically. Um, they've got to make sure Kalen Pong is on the field. He's almost turned into that Tommy Turbo effect um, they were a little bit lost in that Melbourne Storm trial. I thought they'd dominate the Storm, uh, who didn't have Cam Munster at the back, or, or in six, mm. sorry. So I was a bit disappointed in how they played in that game and also the fight between Hastings, uh, Cogger, and also uh, Gamble. I think that's going to be a, a rotating halves pair and it might be a mm. bit of disruption there for the Newcastle Knights. So I've got my I've got the Knights down as the team to miss the eight. They also have only made back to back finals appearances once in the last twenty years. Ooh, that's yeah. a that's a hurtful start. That, that one, well, that's a violent one. Bam. That's a violent one. Bam. And Dang, I can't wait savage. for the Knights fans to come after me after this. <laughs> they to come after me. Don't you worry about that. Yeah. All right, let's do the spoon. Who you got to um to come last? I think I, I was weighing the Dragons-Tigers trial game on who will get the spoon. Uh, I know it's just a trial game, but the fact that the Dragons put the Tigers to the sword uh, like that, uh, I think everyone has Dragons as their favourite, but I think the Tigers are pretty close to getting it this year. I was pretty impressed with the Raiders. I think they'll do enough to save the bottom of the um, the bottom of the table. But, yes, the Tigers, for me, they become the seventh team to win the spoon three years in a row in rugby league history if they do mm. they do get that spoon. But I just think it's going to be a tough year for Benji. Yeah, I, I don't like the Tigers either. Uh, I want a little bit more value for this one, so I actually did go the Raiders. I'm just worried about the youth in their side uh, and yeah. how they're tinkering with who's playing fullback. You know, they're, they're probably going to end up going Seb Chris again, which offers them nothing in attack. Uh, you've got Weeks there, Strange, Schiller, a lot of guys with, uh, you know, nil to fuck all experience in the NRL. 
I just don't see any attack out of them. They've lost Jack White, and Fogarty's going to be the main guy. Does he have it in him to steer this side and get him wins? Yet to be seen. A lot of forwards, fucking heaps of forwards. We've got forwards for days. But, mate, you've got to have more than forwards to win games. So, yeah, I think they'll struggle, and at $7, I'll be, uh, I'll be sprinkling a little bit something on that. Beauty, beauty. Sounds good, mate. Sounds good. All right, let's get into some juicy ones. Top try scorer. Who do you like here, bro? Look, I'm not even going to say it's boring because at the odds, it's quite amazing. $7.50, Alex Johnson. Mm. Uh, only one other player has scored 20 tries in a season consecutively for four seasons, and that's Nathan Blacklock. Uh, he is just time and time again scoring 20-plus tries. He's yep. the most consistent scorer. And that left side for the Rabbitohs is going to be humming, absolutely yep. humming. Uh, you got Jack White in there. I don't know if you saw the charity match trial, but they've got Ken Kolomatungi now in that left second row spot. Yep. They are really putting all their eggs into one basket, pardon the bunny pun, but they are dead set going to be coming down that left side pretty, pretty hard. So um, I think you just got to go with AJ to, to be the top try scorer. It's good from you. Eggs in the basket, bunnies. Well hey, done. Easter you. around the corner. Fucking Easter. you are red hot <laughs> off the bat, bro. Fuck. Yeah, no, I like it. Um, $7, a little bit thin for me. Scored 21 last year, 28 the year before. And stats man, Rando, how many has he got to go until he beats Ken Irvine? Oh, that's a good question, mate. You've caught me off guard with that one. I think he's, uh, I, I don't I think it's this season. Off the top. He's got to score 30, I'm pretty sure, to, to, to try and get him. Okay. So not this season, but next season for sure. I don't like it. As a North Sydney Bears fan, Ken Irvine's the, the only bloke up there in the stat hey, sheets keeping us alive. He did score a few for Manly. He did score a few for Manly. you got to keep got to keep that in mind. He traded us. He Fuck traded Man- the Bears. Fuck Manly. Ken, <laughs> Ken Irvine's a bear for life. Um, <laughs> All right, so you're on AJ. I've got a, I've got a few to talk about here. I do like AJ. I've heard a lot of people talking about Greg Marsu scored twenty last year. He's paying eleven dollars from round thirteen onwards. That's obviously when KP went to fullback. He scored thirteen tries in twelve games. That's a pretty good strike rate. Uh, I really like Brian Toff for a little bit of value. Scored only scored seventeen last year, but the big one is playing outside Tago now who loves to pass the ball, who loves to put his winger in space, unlike Critter, who just tucks it, runs it, old glue hands. Now, if we take our mind back to 2022, Taylor May was the fourth highest try scorer, and he was catching balls off Taylor, Taylor, uh, Tago that year. And that was on the non-dominant edge uh, of the Panthers and still fourth highest. So Brian To'o could be in for a few more tries here. At $18, that's pretty yum. But I'll throw another one at you, a $51 throw at the stumps here, and it's turbo. Absolutely. 43 games over four years, not a lot, but 44 tries. In 2021, he played 18 games, 28 tries. The only thing is just staying healthy. But at $51, it's worth a $10 bet because if he stays healthy, he's going to be fucking up there. He almost averages one try a game. He's going to be in there and about every week. He's going to be playing a dollar eighty, dollar eighty five for any time try scorer because the bookies know he's a fucking sniff to score a try every single game at fifty one dollars. That's crazy value. I'll be all over that. So I'll put my money on Brian to at eighteen dollars, but there'll be something on the back end there for Turbo at fifty one dollars, mate. 
It's already in the plug. Tom Trevojevic, <laughs> top try scorer, 51 to 1. Uh, same reasons as you, mate. He stays on the field. He is going to be hard to stop. He had 10 tries in 11 games last year. As you mentioned, uh, his record over the last three seasons, he's going at more than a try a game. Only AJ is scoring at more a try a game in the last three years. So you just got to put it on turbo at 51 to 1. Get on it. You just got to do it. You got get, to do it. Get on it. All right, that's good. Let's get into top point scorer here. What do we like here, Rando? Uh, this one's a real tough one to pick, but you usually got to tend to go with the try scorers. So every top try scorer in the last five years has scored at least 10 tries. Uh, they also average at least the last two players in uh, Asako and Val Holmes to win top point scorer average 10.2 points per game. Uh, so I looked through and try to find a bit of value here because there is a it's a cheaper market for the point scorers. Uh, my favorite, my favorites uh, that I was toying with was Latrell and Kalen Ponga. Now Latrell, uh, before injury, he was averaging ten point nine points per game, mm. and then Kalen Ponga in that back stretch of games was averaging eleven point two points per game. So I think it's going to be really interesting. I think. My money's going to be on Trell here. Uh, I believe he is $7.25. Uh, uh, I think the Rabbitohs will be more consistent than the Knights this year and score a lot more points, especially with that left edge. Hopefully, AJ brings it around the corner, but even not, Latrell's got perfect left edge kicking practice that he can do all game. He'd probably be the best uh, wide kicker, sideline kicker on the left side of any player by the end of the season. Uh, so, yeah, Latrell is where my money's at. I like that. Didn't even look at Latrell, to be honest. So, yeah, I like that. It's good. I um I had Ponga down as well, but I do like Val Holmes. I think he's the play here at $6. He averaged 9.44 points a game, but only played 18 games. If he plays the same amount as Nico, which is 20 games, he beats him for third. And the reason that I am hammering down on him coming third is the two blokes above him, is Asako and Nick Meany. I think both of those guys have huge regression this year. I think Asako outside Herbie. Herbie doesn't fucking pass the ball. He loves a right foot step. I don't think there's going to be 24 tries for Asako this year. Uh, and then Nick Meany, who knows if, if, he, if he's even kicking goals. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, Ryan exactly. Pap- Ryan Pappenhausen might take over the goal-kicking round four. You know, you don't know. There's a good chance he does um, resume the goal-kicking because he is a sharpshooter. So I think they regress, and I think if Val Holmes can put t- together a full season, um, I think he could be the top point scorer. But uh, I was searching for value. I like a bit of a roughie as well. I've gone Zach Lomax at $31. This Only is just- very rough. Yeah, so seven tries uh, last year, 7.1 points per game over 20 games. The reason I'm dialing in on this is obviously we know how dominant the Dragons' right edge was. They were scoring over 53% of their tries down that right edge. Ravalawa scored 21 tries. So say he doubles his try tally because he's going to be playing a bit of right wing, Zach Lomax. He's only going to be playing right wing or fullback. Either way, both of them are going to have more chances to score tries than when he was at right center, right? So you'd think he's going to beat that seven-try tally. If he doubles it, scores 14 tries, it bumps him up to 8.5 points a game, which was fifth last year. So $31, I don't mind that play. It's a bit of a throw at the dice, but there are some stats there to back it up. Very, very interesting, very interesting. But you know what? I'm all for value, mate. I'm all for value. So I'd be keen to see... Zach Lomax do it. And we also saw like the Dolphins, they finished bottom four and Isaaco was the top try point scorer. So 
it's been done before. See, and the fact it's just the fact that the dragons are so right dominant. If they don't, mm. they don't score a lot of points. But if all of their points are scored by the right winger, chances are that that guy's going to score a lot of points, right? And plus the goal kicking. Yeah, Zach Lomax, thirty-one dollars. I'll be, yeah. There's a lot of bets sitting in my pending right now that look <laughs> that look a little crazy. <laughs> <laughs> all right, it's time to bet. Unless you've got any other exotics or futures that you want to add in, no, I don't. I'm 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 all butted out of futures. Yeah, fuck it. Let's start betting on NRL, bro. I'm gambling again. You're a lion, low life, motherfucking gambling degenerate prick. You know that's what you are. All right, as always. Rando first hit up off the back fence. We've got two games in Vegas. We've got Manly versus Bunnies. We've got the Broncos versus Roosters. Rando, are you going to take the Broncos Roosters game? Yep, absolutely. Talk to I'll take it away. All right. So obviously it's going to be a, a tough game uh, between the Roosters and the Broncos to pick. First round jitters were terrible at first round picks. We've already disclosed that. So gamble responsibly with these bets. <laughs> uh, but most importantly, uh, I think you got to look at a couple of things. And I'm looking at the points and the margins, and I really do like either team 1 to 12. We don't know how each team's going to play. We know the dimensions of the field have completely changed now. So the width is in 5 metres uh, compared to the usual rugby league field, and the in-goals are now 6 metres instead of 10 metres as well. That's uh, huge. The Broncos are really big at dropping in a kick behind for their players, particularly Katoni Staggs on that right-hand side. Wonder if they will die with the ball. This was something that our guru was talking about in about even this week. So definitely not my, me and my headspace, but it's definitely a logical argument to say that we might see what the Panthers were doing uh, against Wigan and just dying with the ball on that last tackle. Um, but, of course, it's going to be a tighter field. Points are going to be hard to find. Broncos are a very expansive team as well. They like to play it wide. How will that affect them? Not too sure. So I do like either team 1 to 12. The Broncos' uh, last five round one games have been between 1 to 12 points as well. So uh, that is where I'm kind of coming from there. You also got the Roosters who have won five of the last seven against the Broncos as well. So they've had uh, a little bit of the wood over the Bronx. So I'm not too sure which way that will land. And you, and you can't, as you mentioned, a team with Angus Crichton not starting, uh, a bunch of players are left out of the side who, Connor Watson not even there. Like, you got to keep an eye on them. They could be, well, they, they've got the potential on paper to beat that Broncos side, in my opinion. I think they've got the forward pack to beat them. Uh, but you just never know uh, with what the Roosters can show up with on round one. So either team 1-12. to 12, And then I'm throwing in Sel and Cobbo here, anytime try scorer. Uh, the Right edge has traditionally been the worst edge for the Roosters. Now, usually it's the left winger benefiting. The left winger scored uh, the most tries against the Roosters last season. It's been a trend we've seen over the last two years with Manu and Suwali'i on that right edge. Uh, what I saw in that Broncos-Cowboys trial when we had a full-strength team was that Reese Walsh was coming left a lot more often. He put Pierre Cora through a few. He put Selwyn Cobbo into a gap. He offloaded the first one to Corey Oates. The second one, Cobbo went straight through and gave it back on the inside to Reese Walsh. 
Uh, they're linking up really well on the left, but most importantly, they're coming more on the left. I think they're going to try and isolate uh, Manu Suali'i here. And with a shorter field, not too sure if they'll get it out wide enough. I think Selwyn Cobo will try and bury his way uh, over the line. So that is my bet. We're taking Selwyn Cobo. We're taking either team 1-12. to And that should be getting you... You can tell that I haven't done this, but... <laughs> rusty. Uh, rusty, rusty start. I changed it, actually. I just realized Dean Mariner wasn't on the left edge, so I had to get rid of him. Uh, four, uh, sorry, five dollars. Ooh. I got a booty. Five dollars. <laughs> nice, nice. That's all, right. That's all right, bro. That's all right. Just check the, check the rust off. Absolutely. Dusty. All good. I, now. I was dead, I was dead set thinking midway through, I was going like left edge, and then I was like, oh shit, Jesse Arthur is going to be on that left edge, isn't he? So <laughs> I, I had to make a quick turnaround of things, but really do like Selwyn Cobo. I mean, Mate. his try scoring rate, even though on the right wing, speaks for itself. Betting on the fly. I love it. All right, bro. Have you got a hero in this bet? Absolutely, I do. Now, the uh, Broncos outside of the wings, their biggest try scorer uh, against them position-wise was the fullback. So I'm looking at James Tedesco here to score any time. Uh, he loves to work his way through the middle as well. He's not much like a Reese Walsh. He kind of burns on the right edge. He's like Turbo. He likes to come straight through the middle. So I do like uh, Teddy to cross over any time. Uh, just getting that one up because you know me, love to love to leave it last minute, and I had to change this whole bet. I was like, oh, I've got the Teddy one in. Oh, uh, yes. So hold on, hold on the button for the uh, sound effects uh, as I try and find the try scorer markets again. I reckon it's going to be about nine dollars. Three bucks, nine dollars. Guess again. Eleven. We are talking fourteen bucks. Thirteen dollars fifty, sorry. Thirteen dollars fifty. Fuck. You either die a hero or you live long enough to see yourself become the villain. Thirteen dollars fifty. Wow. That's value, baby. Mate, it's only nine dollars with Mariner in there, so I'm glad I got rid of him. Ooh, okay, okay. All right, nice betting, bros. Nice betting. Well, I'll take the only other game in Vegas. That'll be the Manly Seagulls versus the South Sydney Rabbitohs. As you alluded to in your bet, this will be a close game. Shorter field, all that bullshit. Vegas, bright lights, blah, 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 blah. Round one is usually close game. So if you take it back to round, 20, uh, round one, 2023, uh, seven out of eight games ended in a one to 12. The only one that didn't get up there was Manly flogged the dogs at 13+. plus. Games were won by an average of 6.4 that round. So you've got teams coming in. They've got defense on the mind. They've been working on the defensive structures all preseason. You know, that attack and those combos that comes during the season. But they'll be up for this defensively. And the shorter field, uh, that just adds to it. So I have to kick off the season with a 1-12. to You sort of took my thunder there with your little um, <laughs> either team 1-12. to But, uh, look, I, I think the Bunnies are a better team than Manly, but no Whiten, no Munro, no Campbell. Could be a little bit too much to overcome. So I'm going to back Manly Seagulls 1-12 to here. Uh, for try scores, a lot of value. It's over $3, Manly 1-12. to Please, come on. That's that's a given. Uh, for try scores, we're just looking at strengths versus weaknesses here, plus a little bit of value. South, completely new right edge. Arrow, Kenner, Gagai, 
Gago, although he's an older head, this will be his debut. Bright Lights Vegas, huge stage. Manly love that fucking left edge sweep with Turbo in the side. Jackson Paulo at $2.75? What? Wow. That is too juicy to pass up. He goes in there. He also scored a double last time he played the Bunnies. Uh, I mean, merely 1-12 to 12 into Jackson Paulo playing $7.04, please. Pay you. Pay that man his oh, money. That's good. Now, Nate, it isn't a season without you taking a one to twelve. I just want to first of all separate myself here. Either team one to twelve is not it taking is a, one team one to twelve. It isn't the same. It's still a one to twelve bet. You're with me. Dollar sixty odds are not the same. You still said one to twelve in your bet. It is a one to twelve uh, bet. Don't they? It's okay. It's okay. You want to come over the dark side? Good. Good. Join me. The water's warm, brother. The water is warm. Um, it's so funny because I was talking to you earlier today. I was like, oh, my bet's going to be so safe um, start the year, blah, blah, blah. All, all of a sudden, $7. Fuck. Cool. Anyway, uh, let's talk about Hero here, and it's simple. I mean, who do you add in to this? You add in AJ. Cody Walker to Latrell, cut that ball for AJ into the corner. It is on here. I can see it in my head already playing in the fucking highlights. We know Saab can get caught up in defense sometimes. Uh, he's also scored six tries in the last five versus Manly. So we can chuck in AJ there. And so Manly 1 12 into Jackson Polo to score, into AJ to score. They'll pay you 13 real dollars. You need me to save you. I'm the real. Up there with me, mate. Up mm. there with me. I thought I was I going think mine's crazy. safer, but you know what? Whatever. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> oh, okay. All right. That's all right. <laughs> Um, I'm telling you. Well, you. well, I love a 1-12 to bet. You know me. All right, Absolutely. so just to recap those bets, uh, Rando with the Broncos-Roosters game, we've got either team 1-12 to into Cobo paying $5, and the hero bet there is either team 1-12, to Cobo and Teddy to score paying $13.50. I've gone in the Manly uh, Bunnies game, I've gone Manly 1-12 to into Jackson Polo to score paying 7 bucks, and the hero there is Manly 1-12 to into Polo into AJ to score paying 13 so just to recap what we do here with units, there'll be one unit on each of those best bets and half a unit on the hero bets. A little bit weird this uh, these first couple of rounds, well, round zero and round one, because it's a split round. We'll do all our 40-20s and uh, multis and things like that next week when there's a big chunk of games on. We'll just stick with the best bets and the heroes for this week, and hopefully we can start the year in the green. Now, we'll just chat about what's going to happen in the season long. We'll keep the best bet set of six, so we'll each take three best bets, as we always do. The 4020s will crack because, fuck, that's how we make our money. That'll be one unit on each of them. We'll have five 4020s. Uh, Rando, you'll have your Smokey. Now, we've opened it up to all players paying over $3. So can be anyone. doesn't have to be a second row. We do love the second row Smokey, though, but can be any player over $3. We have our kick to corners multi, half a unit on this. We'll probably strive for around that $10 this season. I think we bump it up a little bit, try and get a little bit of extra cash. We will be doing the D-Gen. We won't do the D-Gen on the podcast. We might do that on socials, but it will be a healthy mix of what we talk about on the podcast. So for a rough 
sort of formula about what the DGEN is going to be. We might put three of our best bets in, a couple of ATSs, a margin or a line, and one exotic, and that should get you over $100. And that's what we like, just over 101. We'll do our locks, which will be two units each. I'll put a spin on it this year. We have $100 each to start the year, and you can spend that $100 however you like, right? So you might start the year and go, I'm only going to put $10 of my 100 on my lock this week. And you build your bank that way. So you might end up with minus, or you might end up with heaps, but it's up to you how you manage your bankroll, that $100 with your locks. And then whoever has the most money at the end of the year might put a bet on it. What do you reckon? A bottle in the carton? Yep, I reckon. I reckon. We've yes. got to put some stake into it because, yep. I mean, it's funny how you're bringing the stake into it after you won last year. So that's just interesting. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I know. And I'm not even asking for anything. I'm just like, <laughs> oh, well, that's okay. Clean slate. All good. <laughs> now, and the last thing I want to bring is the accumulator. Now, we've all seen everyone try and do the 10 into 10. And I've looked at that. And it seems to me like a lot of people are impatient with that style of betting. I think we take the conservative, conservative statistical approach to that, right? It's not 10 into 10. Yes, we will start with $10, but we will. it'll be a slow burn and we'll build on it. And we don't need $2 odds. $1.50 is fine. If you like something that's $1.40, use that. We're not going to pressure ourselves to get that $2, but we will build. Start at $10, one better week, not one better fucking game. Not two bets a ground, just one bet a week. We'll take it in turns. And honestly, throughout the season, we might make 10 grand. So it's a might. Sl- it might. It's might. a slow burn, but statistically, it is a lot easier to do it this way than it is to try and get the 10 out of 10 in a week or two weeks. So we'll try the slow burn. So if you've got fucking $10 laying around at the start of the season, jump in with us if you want. If you want to start with $1. You want to start with 50 cents, whatever, whatever, whatever is easy for you. You can uh, follow along on the accumulator and see if we can build this bank. And that will be the, that's how we run it, bro. I'm keen. Yep. Keen for it. Exciting season, new season, um, new fans as well. Uh, We've really built up this audience and, you know, uh, the amount of messages I got because we didn't drop the episode on our usual Thursday morning. A lot of messages coming through saying, is Chase, your loss is still alive. Baby, it's alive and well. Ooh. We're back for this year uh, and keen to get in the green for another season. Keen to get in the green. And on that fucking... New slogan. <laughs> That's a t-shirt, baby. Write it up. Write <laughs> it up. All right, let's get out of here, bro. I'm Natty from the Weekly Rubdown. He's Rando from the Random Stats Guy. Go follow us on all the socials. Get out there. Have a lash. Good luck on the punt. Chase those losses, baby. Uruk. Get that India. Just let me win this one. Just let me win this one last one. Ta-da!